Shall we bow heads in prayer? Precious Heavenly Father, it's an honor for us to be in your presence this morning. There's no better place to be than the house of the Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercies upon our lives. Appreciate you, Lord, for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you continue to do. We ask, Lord, that you'll come this morning and minister to our needs. Would you please come and have your way? Help us to step out of the way. Thank you for Brother Ed, who has, Lord, stepped into the office to lead him, I mean to lead your children. We pray your blessings upon him, his wife, and the family. Bless this assembly. Remember the family of our precious brother, your servant, Brother Harold, Sister Leanne, and the children, and the, the entire family, that the grace of God will continue to sustain them. We know that it's not going to be long. There's going to be a reunion. Whilst we wait for your coming, may you keep our eyes focused. May you take every discouragement. Strengthen them, Lord. Keep them in the bond of love. We can see what you're doing. It's truly your grace. Have your way now as we commit ourselves to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. want to greet you all this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I would like you to have your seat for a moment before we read the word. Uh, it is certainly an honor for us to be back in Edmonton uh, to be with you all. I thank God for Brother Ed. Uh, extending this hand of fellowship, inviting me to come. As he said, we've known each other for years. We are growing in age now. <laughs> We're not boys. We thank God for uh, the way we used him and kept him uh, all these years serving under Brother Harold's ministry. This church means a lot to me because when we came to, this, to the message, uh, Brother Harold was very instrumental, the, the assembly here sending us book and supporting the work in Liberia. And that actually helped us in the growth. So when I come here, I feel like I'm coming home. I'm sorry that I missed uh, the funeral. We're on our way uh, to the airport. I live two hours away from the airport. Uh, there was some delays. There was an accident on the way, so it kind of hindered us. We missed our flight. But I thank God that uh, God has allowed me to be here this time. I'd like to extend our condolence to the church and to the family, Sister Leanne and the entire family. We pray God will bless and keep them and keep the assembly going. Amen. Uh, may God bless you all. Uh, enjoyed my stay. It's going to be a short visit. But I enjoyed my fellowship with the brothers yesterday. Minister brothers, Brother Moses, Brother Andrew came to keep, pick me up from the hotel and Brother Maxwell, we had a wonderful time. We thank the Lord. I arrived 2 a.m. Saturday morning. Uh, Brother Ed was out there to meet me. I was feeling for him, <laughs> but uh, he's, he's a missionary as well, so we <laughs> thank the Lord for that. May God bless you. Uh, some brothers that knew I was coming have asked me to greet the church. One brother, Dele, from Nigeria, uh, asked me to say hello. Brother Sam also is a minister. Uh, who asked me to say hello, and Brother Toby, he's from Calgary, he visited here, he asked me to greet the church, greeting from the Little Assembly in New York, and also my wife 
Amen. Uh, God richly bless you. I trust that God will give us grace this morning. It's not an easy place to stand. I'm trusting the Lord. You never get used to standing here. So I need your prayers. I need you to just keep me in prayers as we approach the word. Let's stand to our feet as we read the word this morning. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to the book of Matthew 24. Uh, verses 1 to 3, we'll be reading uh, Daniel chapter 9, verse uh, 24 also. Matthew 24, verses 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming end of the end of the world. If you notice here, uh, they ask him for the sign, not signs. The sign of his coming and of the end of the world. Um, Daniel chapter 9 verse 24. The prophet in preaching the seals went back to Daniel 70 weeks. Kept referring to this scripture. Uh, there's a reason why, and I trust God will help us to see it this morning. It says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. One more scripture before you are seated. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. Said, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose of under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. May God add blessings to the reading of his word. Amen. You may please take your seat. This morning, we would like to speak on the sign of the end of the world. The sign of the end of the world. In Luke 9, 44, Jesus was uh, speaking. He said, said, And you shall lay thee upon the ground, and thy children within thee. And they shall not leave thee in one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. So here Israel missed their time, the time of their visitation. They were speaking, they were preaching about it, they were singing about the coming of the Lord, yet they miss him when they come. So Jesus was upbraiding them, telling them, uh, he said, you missed the day or the time of your visitation. Brother Burnham, in the message, Elisha, the prophet, he said, And their father, he was praying, Tonight in my heart I feel the Holy Spirit crying out, Oh, America, America, how often would I, the Holy Spirit have given you a real outpouring of a revival? 
how you would have guarded you and held you in safety. But I believe you didn't understand the day of your visitation. You scorned the prophets. You've called them fanatics. You put them in jail. Oh, how oft would he have took you? Amen. So God has set times and seasons with laws that work according to his plan and purpose. The prophet of God preached the message recognizing your day and its message. Whatever God does in the natural reflects in the spiritual. There are spiritual laws and there are also natural laws. For example, if you plant a seed through nature, you know how long it takes before harvest. You know at a certain season that the tree will bear fruit. And you expect fruit at the season of fruits. When you come to get fruit and you don't get it and you know that it is within the timetable for harvest, then you will know that there is something wrong. Either with the seed or with the soil or ground that you planted it on. Jesus spoke of the parable of the sower that went to sow a seed. And he said the seed fell on different ground, different environment. Jeremiah was prophesying, say, For thus said the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Prophet said the atmosphere brings the result. The atmosphere must be right this morning for God to speak to our hearts. And that is why it's very important for us to keep a spiritual atmosphere. The devil will never leave you like this. He will always try to find a way to come in to affect the atmosphere. Because when the atmosphere is affected, then the word will not have preeminence in our lives. So as a church, we should always, always, at all times... We can't stop the devil from coming, but we must make sure that when he comes, we kick him out and stay with the word of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hosea 10, 12, he says, Sow to yourself in righteousness, then reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. God has set laws in nature. There is a law of sowing and reaping. Bible says, whatever you sweat, you will reap. The ground must be right. The atmosphere must be correct. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Berbenam in questions and answers said, I used to, Papa used to say, I can't plant them potatoes at this time because the moon isn't right. You can't plant them potatoes, Billy. And I said, I'm not planting them in the moon. I'm planting them here in the ground. He said, all right, smart Alec, go on. You get a few bumps on your head, and you will learn something. He said, I did. Amen. So, there are laws of God. There are laws of God. And uh, Barbara said, I see nature, I see God in nature. Trying to do God a service without being his will or the will of God. The prophet of God said, paragraph 40, he said, like the heat of the sun to open up, when it is tender and young, it brings out of the ground the seed. Then it gives, then give it, it leaves in another stage of the sun. 
hot sun will kill it if it is the ripening seed or ripening time. So he regulates the sun and regulates nature to meet his word. Then he said he regulates the church, the predestinated, the bride, to meet the season that they are living in. Even nature itself tells us today, we see the nations are breaking, the earth is sinking, the handwriting is on the wall. We see the church, the state it's in. We see the bride, the state she's in. And we know by nature that the church is getting ready to leave. What a glorious time. It's a time that all the prophets long to see this hour. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the restoration of the bride tree, I know you don't mind me reading the prophet. I know. God has set all his laws to serve him. Both natural and spiritual. Working according to his word, regardless of the conditions. I love that he said. I have the scripture on that. God set all his laws in motion. Think of it. Let it soak in now because we are coming to a healing service in a few minutes. He says, see, God set all of his laws into motion that it must work according to his own word. Are you getting it? He asked. See? His word, his laws, has to work according to his own word. He commanded the sun, he commanded the moon, he commanded the earth, he commanded nature. And they all fall right in line and all the laws work in harmony with God's spoken word. And the law of life that is in us will also bring us to a resurrection. It got to. It is impossible for it not to. Amen. Amen. And uh, that is why we know that no matter what the devil does, there is going to be a resurrection. The purpose of God for your life can never be defeated. The purpose of God for this assembly will never be defeated. The purpose of God for the bride will never be defeated. No matter what the devil does. Super sign, Bram said, we notice before springtime comes, watch some of his laws. When you see the tree putting forth, but he, he said, you know that summer is now. Springtime is a sign of the introduction of summer coming on. That's a law, he said. It always happened that way. You don't have summer and then about a time it gets winter, then the leaves come on. No. You have the leaves first because it is an introduction of his laws of nature that springtime is coming. It never fails. When you see the trees begin to get tender around on the back and the little buds begin to swell, you know it is a sign that springtime is here, is coming in. When you see the fall of the year before we have frost or anything and the leaves fall from the trees... You say, well, autumn is near. How do you know? Because the leaves are falling. Nature is getting ready for it. Every year is the same. Amen. He also gives us a sign in the changing of the weather. You can go out and watch, like he said, you see the sky is red and lowering. Tomorrow will be foul weather. 
He never changes it. He always warns us. You can take feel there, begin to get damp a long time before the storm. And watch nature all play in with that. It's a sign. I've often said if there was no Bible, I would know there was a God. Just to watch the way nature works. It, it's his laws. They are all in continuity with one another. His word is in continuity. It cannot fail. His signs are in continuity with the time. The signs are right in the Bible. The signs are right in the moon. The signs are right in the sky. The signs are right on earth. The signs are right in the church. And we can look around the church today and see the sign is just right for him to come. Praise the name of the Lord. Even in nature, God has set a law. The, a woman, you know, normal pregnancy for a woman is about 40 weeks, I believe, 280 days. And if anything happened prematurely before that time, you know something is wrong. Amen. I think uh, the chicken have 21 days to hatch the egg. These are laws of nature. Man has nothing to do with it. It's God's law, and when it is time, the word of God forces the situation to bring the word of it. And that is why we know no matter what the devil does to this body, when the resurrection comes, God will force the situation, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Our bodies are going to be changed. It doesn't matter what happened to this body. Can we say amen? The power of the resurrection is already in you by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is a win-win situation. We are not losers. We are more than conquerors. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately because they showed him the building of the temple. See how beautiful the temple is. And Jesus said, look, a time will come. There is going to be a season that there will not be one stone that will be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. And when he said that to them, he went to Mount Olives, he was sitting down. The Bible says the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be? When will the temple be thrown down? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the sign of the end of the world? Praise the name of the Lord. And Jesus, in responding in Matthew 24, 6, he said, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Amen. But as he continued to speak in verse 14, he gave them the answer. Matthew 24, verse 14, he said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Praise the name of the Lord. So the sign of the end is that this gospel of the kingdom, so there is a kingdom gospel that will come. When that gospel comes, it will be preached 
into all the nations of the world. And after that, the end will come. Praise the name of the Lord. Brother Burnham, after the opening of the seals, Christ, the mystery of God, revealed, he said, Then our headship is a kingdom. The kingdom of God is within you, said the Bible. Jesus. The kingdom, we are not a denomination. We belong to a kingdom. And the kingdom is the word of God made spirit and life in our own life. Bringing to pass every promise in this day. So there's a gospel for this day. There's a promise for this day. Can we say amen? Amen, amen. And so he's saying that, you know, that kingdom will bring every promise of this day as it did in that day when the word of God was one. And the word and God is one in his church today. Making it the headship of the body that is redeemed to bring the message in the last day. And be taken up from the dead in the resurrection to go back and will restore again as Adam and Eve in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. The threefold mystery of God, his body, oh my. So we can say that the gospel of the kingdom is not a Pentecostal gospel. Denomination, no Lutheran. The gospel of the kingdom is the message of the hour. But as Jesus was speaking about the end, answering these questions, he went back to Daniel's prophecy. Daniel's vision. The 70 weeks of Daniel. And I don't have time to break everything. I've just hit some highlights. I'm sure your pastor will help you. And if I say anything that doesn't line up, he will correct me. Praise the name of the Lord. He will straighten it out for you. But I trust to speak the word this morning. Praise the name of the Lord. Daniel was speaking in Daniel 11.31. He was speaking about the end time, and he spoke about how, you know, that Antichrist spirit will come, you know, and he said, and his arm shall stand in his part, the man of sin, and shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. Daniel 12, verse 11 Daniel was speaking of the same thing. He said, and from that time, the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that make a desolate set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. It's about three and a half years here. So Jesus, when the disciples asked him about the sign of his coming and of the end of the world, he went back to Daniel 70 weeks. If you read Matthew 24, verse 15, he said, And when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Amen. In Daniel 9, 21, Daniel was in prayer. Concerning the going home of the Jews, leaving Babylon, going back to Palestine, Jerusalem. And he said, while I was in prayer, even the man Gabriel I had seen in a vision, at the beginning, being caused swift, caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening. 
sacrifice, even in oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I'm now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, of the commandment came forth, and I'm now come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know ye therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks. And he's now breaking up the 70 weeks. The rebuilding of the temple will take them seven weeks. Now a week is seven years. A day in a week was equivalent to a year. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. He said, he shall confirm the covenant with many. Did I miss? Okay, 26. After three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. And the people of the prince shall come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. There's always something about that city, Jerusalem, and the sanctuary. And we'll speak more of it as we go on. And he uh, said, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. And the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it desolate. Even until the consummation. And that determining shall be poured upon the desolate. Remember when Jesus stood on Mount Olives, he was preaching his indictment message, Matthew 23. He said, your house is left unto you desolate. It's a fulfillment of this prophecy. Amen. Now, we see that um, Daniel said he will come and spread the abomination that make it desolate. And it will go on to the consummation, which is the end. Are you with me? So Daniel here was praying to God concerning his people. He wanted to know when is the time. As the time was getting closer, something was pulling him to prayer. The Brother Benham said they were at the age of 12 and 14 when they were taken into Babylon, just young boys. Now, if Daniel was 12 years old when he was taken to Babylon, by the time the vision came, because it was in the 68th year of their time in Babylon, That's right. amen, by the time the vision came, Daniel would have been 80 years old. If he was 14 years old, he would be 82 years old. Are we together? He was not a young man. It was only two years left for them because God always works with time. There's a season for everything. 
There was a season for Malachi 4 to come. Elijah the prophet. He has come and he's gone. We are now in the season of the bride. This is your season. An old man in his 80s was still reading the summon books. An old man was still reading the summon books of the prophet Jeremiah. An old man, 80 years, was still praying to God. He was concerned for his people. Can we say amen? May God help us to be concerned for the local assembly. We must be concerned for the church. Hallelujah. Not sit on the seat of critics. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because we are here to build the kingdom of God. It's the Father's business. Daniel was concerned. Regardless of the condition of the church, he began to intercede to God. He began to pray. And while he was praying, God sent Gabriel to come and revealed to him the entire plan of redemption. Amen. From the time of their going back, even unto the end. We pick up some few men in the scriptures that were very old. A man like Simeon was an old man. Barabam said he was in his 80s. So young brothers, we don't have any excuse. Praise the name of the Lord. We are feeling this morning on the revelation of an old man. But Abraham said this, he said, and that is what Daniel did. He set his face to God. How many read Daniel 9 today? Raise up your hands, all right? Yeah. You see his prayer. How he made his confession of his people and his confession of himself. He wanted to be sure that he found out when they were to go back because he wanted to get the people ready to go back. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you, Sister Terry. <laughs> to see you. Said, Brother Barnum said, now I'm, what I'm trying to do is find out when we are going up. And get the people ready to go up that we are ready. We were ready. And we've set our face to God through prayers and supplications to find out, Lord, what? Lord, what's the hour we are living in? We see all these things happening around the world. Brother Benham said, watch Russia. We see her coming, taking position. We see the things happening around us. I believe that this is a time to check up ourselves, to go back into the salmon books. Lord, where are we at? We must be reading the books of the prophet, praying, coming to church, finding our Lord, where are we? Brother Benham said, we've seen all these different things happening. We see the world in chaos. We see the time at hand, the handwriting is on the wall. Everything that God said, we hear the president speaking of another war right now coming. 
We hear predictions within all, within a few hours after war. It's predicted, predicted nations will be nothing but volcanic dust. And we know we got it. We got the weapons. We get the, you know. God speaking about that world war. Praise the Lord. It's only the angel of the Lord, the presence of the bride, that is holding the hand of Russia right now. Because you are here. But we, 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 we need to be ready, for we know not when. It's later than we think. Prophet of God said, sixfold purpose of Gabriel's visit to Daniel, he said, and now I want you to know this, friends, that striking on these things, I'm suddenly living out weeks of teaching, but just kind of hitting it so that when the weather cools off or a little later, we get into those seven seals, seven vowels, seven trumpets, and all these things that I can refer back and say, do you remember on the 70 weeks of Daniel, do you remember the church age when it went up and what taking place? And these 70 weeks of Daniel covers from the going up of the church until the coming back of the church. That space is what it covers. Yeah. Amen. So the 70 weeks are very important. But you know, Daniel did not see the Gentiles. Because God was dealing with Daniel concerning his people. He said, he said, now tonight we are talking on the sixfold purpose of Gabriel's visit to Daniel. Next Sunday, the Lord willing, placing the 70 weeks where they belong in the time element. And where are we standing? Now, if we can only find that and make it sure, positive, then we will know the hour that we are living. If we can go back to the 70 weeks of Daniel and study it and find out the time element, then he said we will know where we are standing. If we can only find that and make sure we will know the hour that we are living, now, we won't know when he is coming. No one will know that. Jesus doesn't know it himself. He said he didn't. He said, just the Father only know that. Not even the angels know it. None of us know when he's coming. But we can tell that the hour, the time we are living, knowing just how close we could be. Amen. The prophet said the 70 weeks cover the going up and the coming back of the church, the bride. That is why when Jesus was asked the question about the sign of the end, he called it Daniel 70 weeks. Because in there you will find the answer to the sign of the end in the 70 weeks of Daniel. Because when Gabriel came and came to Daniel to give him the answer to his prayer, he showed Daniel these 70 weeks, that 70 weeks were determined for his people, and then the end will come. The prophet, when he was preaching the seals, 
They asked him a question. Someone asked him, Brother Burnham, I noticed you, you're referring to Daniel 70 weeks on the first seal message. I understand on Daniel, on the tip of Daniel, when the gospel returns to the Jew, Jews, the 70 weeks will be, begin. Is there one week, seven years left for the Jews? A question was asked. Or yet, is there only one half week or three and a half years left for them? The prophet said only one half week. Jesus prophesied the first half week, as was predicted. Only one half week left for them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's a reason why we are laying this background. Jesus, in answering the disciples, said, The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached, and then the end shall come. Satan know that you can't enter into the kingdom if you fail to see and receive the gospel of the kingdom. And I say the gospel of the kingdom is the message of the hour. That is why he's attacking this message. It is this message that will take you in. If it destroys your confidence in this message, you will miss the rapture. Brother Benham said, rapture in grace, amen, lays in the message. It's in the tapes. So what he's doing in the end time is anointing people. Can we say amen? To destroy your confidence in the word. But I say you stand with the message of the hour. Because this message has an oath to it. Amen. I was thinking of preaching a message. There's a difference when you swear. You only swear with no oath. But once you swear you have an oath to that thing, it can never change. <laughs> Raise the name of the Lord. When he was coming with a book of redemption, he swore by himself. No matter what happened, this is a done deal. We are predestinated to make it. We must have confidence in the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, if you notice, before the opening of the seals, Brother Burnham preached a message. It was a question that was asked. Is this, sirs, is this the sign of the end? He didn't say signs, he said sign. During that time, he was having visions, experiences of the visitation of the angels. Correct? Which has linked to the opening of the word. Believers were having dreams and visions, Junior Jackson's and different ones. And so... Uh, Brother Benham began to feel because he knew that something has to happen. There is a sign in the scripture. And if what he's experiencing, the third pool, the opening of the word, amen, if that is what it is, could it be the sign of the end? So he was asking the question, Sas, is this the sign? Praise the name of the Lord. In that message he said, the stars are falling into constellation back yonder. The angel came in and said, John was sent to wind up. 
the Old Testament to bring forth the introduction of Christ. A message will wind up the loose end and will introduce the Messiah just before his coming. The message of the last days. The message of the last days is the gospel of the kingdom. He said, notice the mighty angel swore with an oath that time will be no more. Friends, this message has an oath to it. Luther's message never had an oath. Wesley's message never had an oath. But when he came to the end time message, God swore by himself. God will not change his mind about you because of your mistakes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God will not change his mind. God is not intimidated by your mistakes. Our names were written in the book of life before the foundation of the world. He continued, said, now I don't want to keep you too long. Just think of this a minute now. Now listen, the angel came down from heaven. The other seven angels of the seven church, churches, the earth was earthly messengers. All the message is finished. The seven angel winds up the whole thing. And this angel come not to the earth. He isn't a man from the earth as the messengers to the church ages. That's finished. But these angels brings the next announcement. Yeah. An angel means a messenger. Yeah. And he comes down from heaven, Hallelujah. clothed in a pillar of light, cloud with a rainbow over his head. A rainbow is a covenant. It was Christ with one foot on the land and one on the sea and swore that time will be no more. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. He came with an announcement when he came with a book that this is the end. Hallelujah. Time is no more. Brother Benham asked the question. And the message says, is this the end? Of the he said, where are we at? What is it all about? I'm asking you, he said. Then he continued, he said, the other angels were messengers, men on earth, but this angel, this that said to the angel of the church of Laodicea, to the angel of the church of Ephesus, messengers of the earth, see, men, messengers, prophets, and so forth, to the church. But this one didn't come from the earth. He come down from heaven because the mystery is all finished. And when the mystery is finished, the angel said, time shall be no more. And the seven thunders throwed out their voices. Yeah. What if something to let us know how to enter into rapture in faith? Is it? He asked. Amen. What if the coming of this angel is something that will throw us into rapture in faith? Yeah. Is it? He said we will run, leap over walls. And is there something fixing to happen? These old mad, vile bodies are going to be changed. We are, we are entering into a body where there will be no more blood pressures. 
No more problems that you deal with. No more old age. Amen. We are looking forward to a greater time. A glorious hour. Hallelujah. When our loved ones will come. He said, let's look at the watch, the calendar, to see what date we are living. Israel is in Palestine in her homeland, the ensign. The six-point star of David, 2,000 years ago. And nearly 2,500 years ago, the oldest flag is flying. Israel is back in her homeland. When the fig tree put forth its boast, this generation shall not die. Shall not pass out or pass away until these things are Fulfilled. Amen. It's not a time to fear. It's a time to believe the word of God. No matter what is happening around you, God is in control. He said, don't fear, John. Don't fear, little flock. All that I am, you are here to. Think about that. If he's omnipotent, you are omnipotent. That's why he said. He said, you are omnipotent. He said, have not come to bring fear and failure, but love and courage and ability. All power is given unto me, and it is yours to use. The prophet said, we are living under our privilege. I mean, under privilege. The power to create the heavens and earth is in you. The power to cast out demons is in you. The power of transformation is in you. It is yours to use. It's a time that we begin to exercise our faith on the promises of God. Like Abraham, I don't care what I feel. I don't care what happened. God said, by his stripes, I am healed. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. The third pool is in motion. Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. Because the third pool is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. It's not you. It's the Lord making provision. The Lord is here to meet your needs. Hallelujah. We are not putting our hope on the economy of Canada. But we have another economy. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And by the grace of God, we will make it. We have already made it. Praise the Lord. Amen. He said, speak the word and I will perform it. That is my covenant. And it can never fail. Your part is just to speak. That's the easy part. Confess the word. God's part is to make sure that word that you have spoken come to pass. The prophet of God said, your body will obey your confession. Let's start speaking to our situations, your problems, whether job, amen. Take, begin to take control of the environment because you are in the image of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, let's don't get distracted. Let's. When Satan comes to you, 
pointing back to the scripture. If you made a mistake, all you need to do is to confess your sins. Right? Listen, we have to be humble to one another. There is going to be a lot of things that we meet along the way. The prophet of God said, when your brother is overtaking a fault, you that are spiritual, try to restore that one. Not to push him down. Brother Bram said, he's already down. Try to pick him up. Bringing the quotes and the, 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 the scriptures and things, trying to prove a point. You are not proving to be spiritual according to the scripture. All right. It just came. I don't know why. This is a time for us to hide under the word. And when you stand with the word, God will stand for you. First John 2, 1, he said, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. It is not your righteousness, it's not my righteousness, it is his righteousness. He said, I'm writing that little children, I write unto you that you sin not. But if you sin. There's an advocate. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when you make a mistake, when you're in a something happen along the way, you need to rise up. You say, tell the devil, I have an advocate. Jesus Christ, the righteous, is not my righteousness, but his righteousness. Shouldn't be afraid, oh, I'll miss the rapture. Take the promises. Believe the word of God. You love him? All right. The 70 weeks is to finish the transgression. But how can you finish a transgression of something that people don't understand? Because these things were sealed. Daniel 12 verse 4. Gabriel was telling Daniel, he said, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and sealed the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. So when these revelations were coming concerning the end time, the sign, the symbol, Daniel did not fully comprehend. So the angel said, look, Daniel, it's not for you. It's for the end time people. This book will not be thoroughly understood until the end time. So you put, I'm putting a seal to it. Are we following? Brother Benham said that Daniel heard the seven thunders. It's a quote. The same thing that John saw, I mean Daniel saw, John saw the same thing. I just don't have time to go. I know you are message. You are groaning the message. So. John was told the same thing. Revelation chapter 10 verse 4. He said, and when the seven thunders had ordered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal up those things which the seven thunders had ordered and write them not. Are we together? 
Daniel chapter 8 verse 26. When this vision was coming, and if you notice, it was the evening time. The visions of the evening and also of the morning, which was told. The Bible says true. Wherefore, shut thou up the vision. For it shall be for many days. The things that you are seeing now, it's not for you. It's not for this season. They are going to be sealed up. Are you with me? Now, are you beginning to see why when they ask Jesus, what is the sign of the end? He went back to Daniel 70 weeks. There were things that were sealed in the book of redemption. Praise the name of the Lord. Daniel was told to shut or seal the vision. How can a vision be sealed up? But if you read Daniel 9, we read it, where Gabriel came and sealed the vision and prophecy. Why is he saying that to Daniel? In other words, he's saying, Daniel, you will not come to a full understanding of these things. What God is saying, you will never understand it. And we know when God opens a door, no man can shut. Right. When God shut, no man can open. Amen. Daniel 12, 9. In, in fact, Daniel chapter 12, verse 8. It says, I heard, but I understood not. Daniel was hearing things that he could not understand. He did not understand. He said, Oh, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. But before that revelation comes, before the vision is unsealed, there has to be 70 weeks. They are determined. Yeah. If you ask the Lord, when must we open it, Lord? He told Daniel, until the time of the end. And if we say today we've received the revelation of the seals, the open book, what is he telling you and me? That we are at the end time. That should affect the way we think. Our decisions and the way we serve God. The way we come to church. Our attitude in the house of God. Our approach to God. Can we say amen? Our approach to one another. Our approach to the ministry. Our approach to the offices. Our wives, our children. Because this message has the answer to everything. He was told, Daniel, that it will take 70 weeks before it is revealed. And when it is revealed, there is a certain season that those things that were sealed are going to be opened. When it is open, 
That means the end is here. Gabriel's instruction to Daniel, listen to Brother Brenham. said, a lot bless you, brother. Good morning, friends. It's very hard to be in the tabernacle. This morning, but very glorious to be here. So glad that we could get in today for this service. And we have given out that I've, I'd have a study now on these 70 weeks of Daniel. That ties in the rest of the message before I can go with the seven seals. Before he preached the seven seals, he preached the 70 weeks of Daniel because there's a connection to that. That's the reason we call this message end time message. It's a which is seven seals, seven plagues, seven trumpets, three woes. The woman in the sun casting out of the red devil and 144,000 sealed away. All happens between this time. All of these events, scriptures, are end time scriptures. Brother Benham said, Revelation 6.1. What is Revelation 6.1? The opening of the seals. A white horse rider. Brother Bam said, Revelation 6.1 to Revelation 19.21 is connected with the 70 weeks. Therefore, we must stop and explain before we go further. We must stop and explain why this 70 of weeks. Because if you don't, you will miss those seals. You will miss those trumpets. You will miss those vials and plagues and those three unclean spirits like frogs. Those three woes, the casting out of the red dragon, the woman in the sun, you'll miss it all if you don't, because it takes place right here in this 70th week. So we want to pay attention not to the 69 weeks. It's history. Can we say amen? But the 70th week is very important to us. The prophet of God said, if you miss these 70 weeks, because it takes place, these things, the plagues, you know, all of those things he spoke about, he said they took place right in the 70th week. That is where it takes place. He said, now do you understand, class? If we can find out what the 70 of weeks are, we know the consummation is. Oh my, God help us to know it. It tells us exactly somewhere in these pages, exactly from this time till this time, until the consummation, and it won't miss it one minute. Praise the name of the Lord. So if we understand the 70 weeks, he said, it will help us to know when the end is. And if we can find these days, we'll find exactly the consummation will be. Do you get it? It is determined to the consummation. The 24th verse said, I people and the holy city, which is Jerusalem. Jesus referred to it in Matthew 24. So Brother Benham is going back to Daniel, from Daniel to Matthew, connecting the end time. Amen signs, the signs of the end. Can we say amen? Amen. The questions there, they were asked. Now if you notice 
The angel spoke about the people, Daniel's people, the Jews, and the holy city. Do you see why Jerusalem is always on, in the news? It's something about that city. What makes Jerusalem Jerusalem in the eyes of God? It is not a city political. It is a temple. That is why when the temple was destroyed, the city was destroyed. The two goes together. When the city is restored without the temple, God is still waiting on the restoration of the temple. When the temple, because he was concerning the people, the Jews, and the holy city. Brother Benham said it was not the mountain that was holy. It was the holy God on the mountain that made the place to be holy. Let, let me, I will read a quote, you know, as we go on. Listen now, he said, going beyond the camp, he said, we find out on the camp where this great occasion took place up on Mount Transfiguration. As Peter later called it the holy mountain, where he met them. Now, I don't believe the apostle meant the mountain was holy. He meant it was a holy God on the mountain. It isn't the holy church. It isn't the holy people. It is the Holy Ghost in the people. The Holy Ghost is holy. He is your director and your leader. So in Daniel 9.24, it says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city. Praise the name of the Lord. When Jesus hung at the cross of Calvary and he said, it is finished, the veil of the temple rendered, showing that God was no more in the temple. And when God move out, when God move out of a situation, then there is chaos and trouble. Keep God in your life. I don't care how successful you are in this life. Without God, you are a fool. Excuse the statement, but Jesus called the rich young ruler a fool. He said, thou fool. He became a rich fool at the end. Keep God in your life. Let's keep God in the church. Let us keep God in the family. Let us keep God in our businesses. But he said when he comes back to them, he will finish their transgressions. Make an end of sin. But before he goes back to them, the seals must be opened. <laughs> Listen to Brother Burnham. Now, God will help us to understand why he made certain statements. In the message, the bridge between the seven church ages and the seven seals, prophet of God said, he quoted Revelation 10:1. I saw a mighty angel come down from heaven. Clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head. Brother Benham said, if you notice, that is Christ. See? He is, because he is the Old Testament was called, 
He in the Old Testament was called the angel of the covenant. He said, he is directly coming to the Jew. Jews now. For the church is finished. So, all right. Then he said, remember that angel. Revelation 1, same thing. Angel is a messenger. And he is the messenger to Israel. The church has been raptured, see, or now, or fixing to be raptured. He comes for his church. Can we say amen? He is coming with a book of redemption. He's coming for his church. But his mission is to Israel. Brother Branham said he's going directly to Israel to finish the three and a half years. That is why he said this 70 weeks covers up the going up of the church, the rapture, till the coming back of the church. What is the period we go up? Is there? During those times, when the bride is taking up, there's going to be a three and a half years ministry of Moses and Elijah. Then from there, back into the millennium, we walk into the ashes of the wicked, the Bible says. So the prophet said, this 70 weeks covers that space. Now, in the second seal, he said, these things that we are talking about was to be revealed at the last day, just before the last trumpet, at the end of the message of the last church age. That's right. If you want to read now, you can turn. I just referred you last night three times. Revelation 10, 1 to 7. See? In the days of the sounding of the seventh angel message, the mystery of God will be revealed and finished. And there's only one thing left. When this seventh sealed book is open, then the entire mystery of God. He said, we probe at it through years. According to the scripture, then we, there's no way to understand it until this day. Because it's been hid. Are we together? Daniel was told to seal the vision. Daniel was told to seal the prophecy. But men have gone into the book of redemption. It's been proved. But God is saying this book will not be made known until the time of the end. When it is made known, when the seals are open, it means the end is here. Because the angel is saying time is no more. Church, here we are in 2022. How close are we to our body change? He said he reveals it in such a way that the smart educated will miss it. So Daniel was told to seal the vision, shut the book till the time of the end. What is that? 70 weeks are determined for thy people. Now, something happened when Jesus came. God was dealing with Israel. Until the time Jesus, the Messiah, came. That is why when he was sending the disciples, he said, don't go to the Gentiles. It's not time for them. 
they have to reject him first. Are you with me? Before he turned to the Gentiles, I mean to the Gentiles. When Messiah the Prince was lifted, Christ's crucifixion at Calvary, they rejected him. Then God stopped dealing with the Jews. Then he opened a corridor. He opened a time. It opened dispensation of seven church ages. God was not dealing with Israel any longer. Are you with me? He was dealing with a Gentile bride like Joseph. When he was rejected of his brethren, he went to Egypt and married a Gentile bride. Doing a work of redemption, giving life. All right. Prophet of God in the fourth seal said the lamb was breaking the seals. And God still wasn't going to reveal it. It was left for the last days. Now we had symbols we, pour, we probed at it. And done very good sometimes, you see. But we know it moved right on. But now in the last days, we can look back and see where, see where it has been. And that it is supposed to be done that the end of the church age, just before the rapture, The book returns. When the book returns, when Revelation 10, when the mighty angel comes down, it means it is the end. That is why when he was coming, seven thunders uttered their voices. Can we say amen? But you see, amen, no man outside of a prophet can understand the voice of God that way. Because when God is speaking, all you will hear is thunders and lightnings. When Moses went up to the mountain and he went to receive the Ten Commandments and the people were there, God was speaking, amen, to Moses. Moses was in the presence of God. And when God was saying, thou shalt not lie, the people down there were hearing thunder. But Moses, being a prophet, could pick up the voice of God. Amen. What the thunder means, what thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal. But it takes a prophet, hallelujah, to catch the revelation. You and myself cannot understand God that way. Are you with me? When Jesus was standing there one day and a voice spoke out of heaven. And those who stood there, some say it was a thunder, some say it was an angel. They had different interpretation to the voice of God. But Jesus was the only one that knew what the voice said. Brother Benham was hunting with his friends, you know, with his brothers, and then God spoke. There was a blast three times. They asked him later, what does it mean? The prophet said, Judgment will strike the West Coast. He holds the mystery. <laughs> the revelation of this book will come to us at the end time. Brother Benham said Israel is God's timepiece. We should watch Israel. Watch Jerusalem. It's a city to watch. That is why, to me, 
It was very significant when President Trump came and officially declared Jerusalem to be the capital of Israel. It's been Tel Aviv all the time. That city must be in her position. It forced the nations just by simple proclamation. Now notice, whenever Israel, you know, is going back, when she was in Babylon, there was a king, right? Who gave the order for them to go back. A superpower at that time. So a lot of interesting things are happening. I don't have time to go into details of that. Let me just, time is running out, soon close. I don't think I'll exhaust this message, but uh, we'll see how far we'll go. Just quite recently, this is CBN News, something happened. Uh, uh, this is a newspaper, and maybe some of you read and heard it. It said, Jerusalem, Israel, is quite a sight to see a group of cattle arriving at Israel, busy Ben Gurion Airport. A recent delivery of five red heifers from Texas to Israel, is causing quite a stir. Talk is growing that their arrival is prophetic. And a prerequisite to the return of the Messiah, some rabbis believe the ashes of the red heifer are necessary for purifying priests to serve a future temple. The heifers were discovered and brought to Israel with the help of Bonaire, Israel building Israel. Organization, a team's leader, Byron Stinson. Jesus made a proclamation when he was speaking about the end time. He said, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. What are the times of the Gentiles, the seven church ages? In the Old Testament, to meet the requirement of the Old Testament law, a red heifer was needed to help accomplish the purification of the Israelites from uncleanliness. Right? They would take the red heifer and burn the red heifer, the priest, and the ashes of the red heifer was used to touch a dead Body, you became unclean. You are washed. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. By the ashes of the red heifer. Why is it now? At this time we begin to see these things are happening in Israel. Why is it telling you and me? There's got to be a rebuilding of the third temple. Remember, it's concerning the vision concerns the holy city and the people. It means that Messiah is about to appear to them. But before that happens, the bride will be out of here. Therefore, this is a season for you and me to wake up. The devil is well aware of that. That is why he's attacking you the way he does. He's attacking. I've never seen such an assault of the enemy. 
against the ministry, against families, against individuals, against the church of God. There is pressure everywhere. everywhere. But brothers and sisters, this is not a time to relax. It's a time to wake up. It's a time to be of a good courage. Because our redemption draweth now. The opening of the seal means that we are about to enter the last half of the week. Praise the name of the Lord. Because Daniel says, the angel Gabriel told Daniel, these things will not be made known to you until the time of the end. So when the things are open, I don't have time because time is running out. I'm going to close shortly. There's a lot of things I have here to say, but I can't say everything. I trust the Lord to help us maybe in the afternoon. But you see, when the seals open, Brother Brother made a statement. He said the seventh seal brought Christ back to earth. Praise the name of the Lord. In the seventh seal, the prophet said, the seventh seal is the end of all things. It's the end of time, the end this, the end that, the end that. Are you with me? The mighty angel came with a book. The hidden mysteries. The plan of redemption for Israel. The plan of redemption for the Gentiles. Even the plan of redemption for this earth. All of those mysteries were revealed. The city, the new Jerusalem. Israel is such a place. Because the new Jerusalem is going to sit right there. Yeah. Brother Benham said, he said, Abraham met Melchizedek in a certain spot in Palestine. Brother Benham said, he said, right there, that is a very spot that the new Jerusalem will come. Hallelujah. And that is why Satan wants that city. We thank God for a prophet. What am I saying to you? It's a time to wake up. It's a time to examine our lives. Because we are right at the junction. We are right at the threshold. We are right at the hour that the body is about to be changed. Can we say amen? It's a time to press on. End time tabernacle. End time message tabernacle. We are in the end times. The opening of the world is a sign of the end. Are you with me? So we also have a responsibility as the vision of the pastor, you know, and this man here has been to spread the message. Are you with me? Because that is the ministry of the bride to make sure that this gospel of the kingdom will go to every nation. Then the end shall come. And you hear Brother Benham will say, when the last member of the bride comes, the rapture will go. So when you are sending missionaries, when you are given to a missionary phone, when you are in a praying for your pastor, it's not in vain. You are part of the end-time ministry. Because the bride must prophesy again. It is a spoken word ministry. Can we say Amen. God has come in the end time, has given us the gospel of the kingdom. But I'm saying we are kingdom people. Our headship is a kingdom. Are you with me? Church is home going time. 
We are now in a season of the body change. May God help us to be ready. Let us love one another. Let's pray for one another. Can we say amen? Amen. Let's support the ministry. Stay together. Amen. Don't allow the devil to pollute your mind. Amen. I'm a man. I'm full of mistakes. You also have mistakes. But thank God that Jesus is not looking at our mistakes. He's looking at us through the blood of Jesus Christ. But Abraham said he doesn't even hear your, your, you know, he doesn't see you. He hears your voice through the blood. But Abraham said you are perfect. Can we say amen? Amen. The end is here. Nations are breaking. Israel is awakening. The signs that a prophet foretold. But the sign of the end is the opening of the seals. Which is the gospel of the kingdom. We are entering into 2023. Since the seals were opened. How close are we? I don't need to tell you what is happening in the news, in Russia, in Ukraine. The pressures around you, things you face every day. But if you are not on the right side, the enemy will not fight you the way he does. Can we say amen? amen. Claim the promises of God every hour. Amen. It's not by what you can do. It's by his grace. Amen. It's the grace of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's have grace for one another. Pray for one another. Love one another. Stay with the word. This message of the hour is a glorious message. This is the end. This is the rapture. It's on. When the book came down, he brought an anointing. If I had time, I will show you the anointing. Why God released the anointing of the third pool in this hour? You are a special class of people. The bride is a special class of people. Amen? We are under an unconditional covenant. Now, that doesn't mean give us license to sin. If you go and sin and do that, I mean you've never met God. But you see God in you. Praise the name of the Lord. While you are striving to serve the Lord, you may stumble, you may make a mistake, but God does not even reckon that to you. He said you didn't even do it in the first place. Believe those promises. He said you are justified. Why is he saying that? Because when he made a promise to Abraham, the promise to Abraham was unconditional. Are you with me? When Paul was writing about Abraham, the Bible says Abraham did not stagger at the promises of God through unbelief. Which Abraham? Because when you read some part, Abraham told a lie, Abraham left the, the promise. But you know, but Abraham said, there is another William Branham. Can we say amen? The real you. When you sin, when you stumble, a Christian has no desire to sin. 
But because we are trapped in this body, we will make mistakes. But there is an atonement for you. There is grace apportioned to you. Can we say amen? May God give us grace to believe the promises of God is our. And press on to the mark of thy calling. God bless you. Shalom as I turn over to the pastor. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. There was something burning within you. Let's stand together. You know, we can talk about the end time. Brother Marion, I'm going to actually ask you to come. I want you to sing a song for me here. When you talk about the end time, you talk it to the world, it brings fear, it brings dread. But if you are under the opening of the word, it brings an excitement. These things ought to charge you and say, we are here. This is what we've waited for. This is what's burning within me. Amen. One of our, our song leaders, he wrote a song, and I thought it's only appropriate he should sing. We are in the season. No, sorry. Receive me in the coming of the Lord. That's the one I wanted. So, Receive me in the coming of the Lord. I've been made the final voice. In the season of the bride I have fought the fight I have run the race The battle is won Christ in me, oh, and Christ in you we're the pride in plain view. Oh, receive me in the coming of the Lord. I can make the body work in the season of the in me, oh, and Christ in you. 